Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Monster Hunter Rise and we give our full review of the game. It's going to be exciting, so prepare yourselves because it's going to be a long one. I want to remind you, though, we are sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories, where you can save 15% off your first order using the code It Just Works Pod in all caps. Uh, be sure to check them out. They got thumbstick covers and other accessories to check out. Thank you, Forever Grips Gaming, for sponsoring the show. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there. You are welcome to DM me on there as well with any topic suggestions, questions, or concerns. Hit me up on Instagram. That is at It Just Works Pod. Once again, that is at It Just Works Pod. That's enough for me. Let's go ahead and cue that intro. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I have Brandon back. We are talking about Monster Hunter, one of our favorite games, a franchise that came late in our uh, gaming careers. But hey, now it's one of our favorites. Brandon, how are you doing today, man? Absolutely. Um, love this game. I'm doing really well, man. Um, you know, I'm feeling feeling good a little time, but you know what? I've uh, got some things in the works that I'm really excited about. Got some classes coming up. So uh, things are starting to come up, uh, Brandon. So yeah, doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And you got to love working towards a better future. You know, things have been great. Work's been busy. Girlfriend's doing great. She just got a new job. Congrats to her. Oh, congrats. Uh, things are going good. You know, family's doing great. Honestly, couldn't be happier. <laughs> uh, when you boil it down to that, though, you really uh, can't have much to complain about. So I'm doing great. Um, what games have you been playing this week before we talk about the glorious Monster Hunter Rise? Well, in preparation for this episode, I have been grinding really hard in Monster Hunter, trying to make my way through the uh, the hub quests. Uh, I finally got some decent armor, um, Rock and Barry off, since I am a longsword user. Nice. Um, haven't gone into mixed sets yet, so I'm really trying to uh, you know get to that point. But aside from Monster Hunter, um, I tried po- the new Pokemon Snap on my family's Switch. My uh, youngest niece, she was super into it, and she uh, it was like, it was the weekend, and she was like, "Hey, you know." Let me show you this game and we'll take turns playing it. And having played the original way back in the day, seeing new Pokemon Snap looked amazing and I'm going to be picking up a copy this Friday. So, uh, yeah, just been playing those two games, really. Um, keeping it pretty uh, pretty light this week. Thanks, dude. What about you? Uh, so far this week, I've been playing some Apex Legends, uh, grinding out the ranked uh, season and using the bow. I've been posting some sweet videos i think amazing takedowns uh it's i say it like that because you know if you were to see my ha- finger movements on the controllers you'd be like what is what is this guy even doing like i feel like i just get so lucky with my shots and then like today i posted one that like if you watch it on my story you literally cannot see the person that i shoot with an arrow to kill so uh stuff like that's funny i've been playing monster hunter rise in preparation for the review that we're doing right now um Great game. Uh, I've also been playing Pokemon Snap. It's fun. And I got to imagine it's probably amazing to play with your niece, though. Just the just like the way the Pokemon, you know, interact with each other. And they're, and like I said, in my rambling episode yesterday, like even Pokemon I never cared about. It's so cool to see how they interact and, you know, they're living their life. Um, Absolutely. Cool game. Yeah. I do recommend picking it up if you're a diehard fan. If you like the original, this one's for you. Uh, 
couple other games I've been playing real quick is uh, sorry <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, back on it again. I wish we had Mario Kart 9 like two years ago now, but I decided I'm going to beat Nintendo staff's ghost records to unlock okay. the gold cartwheels. Um, I've beaten two cups worth of ghosts in 30 minutes, so I am doing really good. <laughs> um, so let's uh, hopefully next time we uh, check in, I have my gold wheels because I think that'd be really cool as an unlock. I don't know, just something different. I've never done a Mario Kart. Uh, that's, that's very different. Yeah, I've never, I didn't even know that was a thing, honestly, because I haven't right played it since the Wii. So and it's like, how many people do you know are like, oh yeah, I'm trying to go for a gold, you know, cart setup on Mario Kart. You're like, what the fuck? That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like trying to beat the ghost records implemented by the developers. It's like, I won't lie, it's been so much fun. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a whole different game just trying to get time trials done. So that's really cool. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome to hear, though. Yeah, uh, I love Mario Kart. It's too good. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, bringing up some history from our high school era, I've been oh. playing Soul Calibur 4. Oh, okay. Yes. So uh, Alex, a uh, great friend of the show, um, he sent down his old Xbox 360 and Eric let me borrow it for now. Eric, the casual gamer, shout out to him. Um, of course, the first game I had to play is my favorite one that hasn't been backwards compatible, and that is Soul Calibur 4. And I gotta tell you, that is the best Soul Calibur ever made, besides two with Link from the Nintendo version. Playing as the apprentice, you know, our Star Killer Yoda, seeing Siegfried with his crystal armor and his crystal sword, dude, the game holds up so well. Like Soul Calibur six and five suck ass in comparison. <laughs> I, I just like it's classic. Uh, you can't really beat, man. You really can't. So Especially yes, with those crossover characters. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll be having some land fights here soon. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick because uh, you, me, Jarrett, and Will, friend of the show, played Alex as well, played these games quite a bit. And I was never really much into fighting games except for, say, Super Smash Brothers. But when you guys told me about Soul Calibur 4, um, yeah, it definitely struck a chord with me and I, I enjoyed my time with it a lot. So that's a good throwback right there. I thought so. Definitely what you weren't <laughs> expecting. I, I was not that. expecting that. Because <laughs> uh, you said like the first two, like the previous entries, and I was like, is he talking about Mass Effect? Or but I, Soul Calibur kind of came out of left field, dude. So yeah. yeah. I thought that would be fun for you. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're here to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, it came out March 26th of this year. Um, it's gone on to ship, I believe, 6 million copies now. Uh, I could double check that. Um, but yes, it is literally... One of the best-selling games in Capcom, uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Resident Evil 3 are literally setting record years for Capcom. So congrats to Capcom. Um, in their defense, though, they've been really doing a good job these past you know, four years, I'd probably say, with the Resident Evil remakes. Uh, Monster Hunter just Res doing a really good job. Resident Evil 7 was a huge hit as well, being the first uh, like true first-person entry in the series. Like A lot of people, it was divisive for a lot of people, but the people who did enjoy it, I'm currently playing through 7 right now. Nice. And uh, I'm enjoying my time. So, so yeah, Capcom has been doing, like said, really well. Right on. Making um, strides. So, being a Monster Hunter fan, so we both started with Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Um, we will do a Monster Hunter History episode on another day. But what was your first reaction to Monster Hunter Rise being announced? And it only being for the Switch? not gonna lie i was a little disappointed because of how awesome world 
was and how it looked. That's the I've, I've been playing. We like you said, we've been playing uh, Monster Hunter since three Ultimate on the 3DS and Wii U. If you wanted to do the cross consoles like I did, um, you know, seeing it evolve from their world being the way it was was uh, ended up being the one Monster Hunter game I spent the most time on. So that's what I got really accustomed to in terms of graphics, etc. And the power behind the consoles. And then going back to the Switch, I was a little skeptical about how it would be. I was afraid it would be more like Generations Ultimate. But um, seeing how it was the setting, how it was, it was a different setting and um, the capabilities with the, with the wire bugs and um, everything like that, I, uh, my skepticism kind of turned into positivity. Uh, pretty quick, too. But pretty quick with the trailers. And then once we played the demo, we we're like, oh, okay, doesn't look bad. The demo, though, didn't completely sell me, however. Really? Um, let's be honest, though. I was going to buy the game regardless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it with a demo. Um, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate had a really good demo. Like, I just felt like I could jump into the game right away. And, like, this is, like, maybe the set I wanted to use. I just felt more fluid. Um, uh, Rise, not so much. And then they made Magnamalo too hard. In my opinion, in the demo, when they re-released the demo, correct? Yeah, it was like yeah. unbeatable, and I'm like, all right, well, I understand why they're doing this, but the full game isn't even near this. So, like, my thing was is like, all right, are you trying to show like the level of difficulty? Because if you are, you still didn't do a good job, in my opinion. Because by the time I got to Magnamalo, you know, in the in the full release game, I still kicked his ass like it was nothing. Yeah. Granted, though, he's an amazing fight. So we'll get back into him in a little bit. So the game comes out. It takes place at your typical village. You make a nameless hunter. You customize them. Um, we have Palamutes introduced into this game, which are dogs that are the size of basically mini horses that you can ride on. And they'll fight alongside you with a palico or two dogs. What do you think of that? What do you think of the character creation and then the Palamute so far? Uh, the character creation was just as fleshed out as it was in World. I don't really remember the character generation or cre- excuse me creation in uh, uh, Gen U, but uh, I thought I thought it was very reminiscent of World. You could see what your character looked like in different lighting. You could um, customize it to a very fine T. You know there were still plenty of options, um, and then of course your palico options. You can make them related to whatever animals you have in real life for instance when i heard that they were going to be palamutes which like you said are essentially mini horse dogs i of course named mine ruby and got the colorings exactly like my dog in real life ruby uh so yeah the fact they added dogs like i, w- I always enjoyed palicos in the previous games they were very, very cool. quirk very quirk- quirky very helpful actually like they were they were useful and they would in fact i want to talk about in rise how my Palico and Palamute would would clear monsters before I could even get to them. It was insane. Like I would go and sharpen my weapon, and then next thing you know, quest completed. And I'm like, okay, you guys can do work. So, so yeah, I was uh, really excited to see that they were um, fleshing out the buddy options uh, with both dogs and cats. So yeah, I liked it a lot. What did you think? Uh, I didn't really care for the character creation too much. There's a lot less hairstyles than World. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds stupid, but um uh, i really wanted to look like chris evans again from infinity war <laughs> you know captain america because in world 
when that game came out or when that movie came out, I was just like, oh my God, Avengers. Obviously, right? And then Captain <laughs> and then America. You're, sword, you're a sword and shield main. So like that was more Captain America than you can imagine. So I straight up made my Monster Hunter World character look like Chris Evans. I literally had like the the, the dirty blonde hair with the, you know, the, the, the brown beard going on. It was super dope. I'm just saying <laughs> it was cool. Uh, so I couldn't really do that hairstyle now, but I know that sounds crazy, but I, I really don't care for the way my character looks at all in this game. I, you know, as, as much as I talked a, a big game about how robust the character creation was, I did make mine a very generic looking hunter as well. I didn't spend too much time on the creation. I gave him that, that high top samurai ponytail and kind of just called it a day. Mainly because I was excited to get into the game. Of course. And that's me, right? So you're basically mm-hmm. sitting in the role that I'm always in. I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to make a basic character. We're going straight into this bitch. Yeah. But this time around, I really kind of wanted to make a cool looking character. And uh, I didn't see a lot of options that I necessarily a fan of, fan of. And, you know, when I make characters, I kind of make them. I mean, I try to make them resemble <laughs> uh, me uh, to whatever extent. Or if I saw that hairdo, I'm not going to lie. Chris Evans 2.0, let's go. Um, so I'm a little disappointed with that. Uh, the Palamutes, the dogs are super badass. I basically recreated my dog, Coco. Coco! <laughs> who, who is a half chihuahua, uh, half pug. Uh, it's my parents' dog, and she's a fucking... Uh, she's just a little potato. But I love her so much, and I was actually able to recreate her uh, her fur, you know, her coat and colors, Um pretty much to a T to be honest with you. Um, so that was cool. Even though my Palamute in the game is wearing armor and I'm not even using it because the Palicos are way better statistically. Um, it's definitely yeah. like they're a mode of transportation for sure. The Palamutes. Right. It's the primary thing, but I, I think they're up. literally only a second or two faster because now with the wire bugs, now how I have traversing with the wire bugs, you know, pretty much down um, people are only, maybe a little bit faster not or not even faster so it depends but anyways back into the game so it starts in a village your typical village which you know i like it in this game you're greeted by the two twin sisters who are your quest givers uh you meet the elder fugen and then there's also master utsushi but these are the basically the main characters in the game you also have the chef girl and i believe her name is yomogi yomogi and then the buddy guy the guy from Buddy Plaza. Um, yeah. I, I what do you think of the voice acting in this game compared to World so far? I'm going to be honest. I don't really play with the volume on for the most part. Actually, you know what? I, I take that back. Please, who the fuck invited this guy? I know you did. <laughs> I'm going to retract that statement. The voice acting, um, I feel, is very comparable to World. Uh, I completely forgot that um, you know it, throughout the hunt, you're actually on you will hear your hunter do call outs yeah. uh, while hunting. And I thought I, thought I was going to get really annoyed by that. You know, I didn't, I wasn't really a huge fan of it. I kind of liked being the strong silent type like I was in world. Um, however, those call outs be help you remember or even catch on to a new monsters tells uh, really, really quickly. Um, so I really appreciated that. Cause it's like, you'll play games like animal crossing or, a game with fishing in it and people say like you want to trick listen for the cues don't watch for the cues so when you hear things your your brain your brain is able to react faster 
So any, so when I was farming Barry off for my high rank armor, anytime my character would screamed out, watch out, I was like, okay, he's going to do that crazy pounce and I could get out of the way, dodged it every time. So, um, you know, and the different voices between the hunters that I've uh, played with, you know, you can differentiate between them. Um, in terms of, and if you have the same voice as somebody else, like the depth from your character to the to the character across the field, uh, it's it's got variables to depth to it. And um, I think the I think for for the being on the switch, I think the audio was really good, especially the voice acting. I think the audio is good and the voice acting is good. And like you said, you know, your characters, everyone's character will call out and say, "Watch out!" when a monster is about to do their ultimate attack, which can sometimes cart you. And send you back to the camp, which is bad. You don't. You only have three feints of quests. You don't want that. So yes, I think that's super fucking dope. However, my issue is the amount of lines they recorded for the in-game mm-hmm. hunts is fucking atrocious. <laughs> I'm um, gonna have to agree with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that they didn't record enough. Like you could have probably made like made up five to ten other lines of instead of you know watch out's fine yeah um you could have made a call out for like they could have made call it like let's say you have a certain voice there's like voice one two three or four whatever it is yeah it could have made each voice just say the same thing but in a different way it's kind of like on a vo- uh, dialogue wheel when you choose something on mass effect and it just says something like punch her or something and then it will be like i'm not gonna do that or like it'll be like a whole different dialogue I just wish they did that. I know that's probably asking a lot for them, but they're so good at what they do. In fact, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't do that naturally, that they didn't add that because it becomes quite annoying real quick. If everyone's got the same fucking voice and it's all the same stuff. Yeah. And, and I personally use the wire bug moves quite a lot and hearing my character say, this is the end several yeah times during a hunt it gets it gets very old really quickly and uh, i agree with the fact they should have maybe added a few a few more lines i feel like i feel like it was well implemented in terms of the mechanics of the game the in-game uh uh hunting voices is is what i'm referring to but i feel like it was an afterthought in terms of the dialogue options and uh, availability so that was unfortunate yeah, I think they did a good job with what they've started with. I just wish they did a little bit more. Um, so we're going to talk about the story right now, and then we'll go over each aspect of the game. Wire bug, switch skills, armors, weapons, uh, monsters, the reason why we're all here, and then our final oh, yeah. thoughts. So we're going to move on to the story. The story is you're in a village, you're a hunter, and there's the... Um, Oh my god, what's it called? The uh the enraged besides your the, text. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Uh the the rampage. Thank you. I, I don't know why I kept thinking enraged, but yeah, so there's there's the rampage phenomenon. And so basically a group of monsters is enraged and they attack the village, which leads into the rampage quest, which we'll talk about after we're talking about the story, because oof, I almost skipped that. And there's no and way we're of, skipping one of the greatest there's things. There's a history ever. of the rampage. That's, right. So there's a kind of passed down yeah through generation and it will lead up to one day being catastrophic to the village and basically your goal is to stop the rampage 
And they believe that the rampage is led by the flagship monster on the case. That is Magda Malo, who is a beast wyvern and super dope. Um, yeah, so that's the hub. That's the village quest. So the village quests are single player quests that are set to one player hunts. So that's the main part of the campaign, so to speak. Uh, once you do that, you do a couple of rampage quests and then you fight Magnamalo and that's it. The village quest is saved, you know, or the village is saved and that's it. So then after that, you move on to the gathering hub, which is where you can do your, um, where you can increase your hunter rank for the guild. So you do guild quests and you can play these quests by yourself or local multiplayer or online with random people. Um, and that's where the rest of the game takes place. Uh, Brandon, moving from Monster Hunter World to this gathering hub and the way they did multiplayer this time around, how did you feel? I think from a story perspective, I, I did enjoy the story. Uh, the cutscenes were really well done, really well executed. And I what I really loved was the um, the poetry with every introduction of a monster. I'm not sure what if it's specifically called a haiku or anything like that, but the um, the poetry leading up to uh, revealing that monster for that hunt, even if even in both the uh, village and hub quests, I really, I really dug that um, the tone that set really put you in the setting of the village. Uh, I did think, however, the village quests were a little short lived in comparison to uh, Monster Hunter World. Um, so I mean, but that is what it is. It's like with most games nowadays, you're gonna play the single player for the small bit of story that they do implement, which is fine. And then that kind of trains you for the true end game, which is the hub quests, whether you choose to do them solo or with, um, you know, multiplayer in its various forms, either with some friends or with some uh, people from all over the globe. I, I fight monsters with people from everywhere. And it's awesome to see, you know, all, uh, all kinds of different names and characters come in to your uh, game and and what I actually really enjoy in comparison to uh, for instance Monster Hunter World is uh, how seamless like there's barely like the load times are negligible I think the the drop in and drop out multiplayer is um, really improved because there are times where we're playing world and one of us connect and unfortunately we couldn't get back in it was a little complicated it seemed like the infrastructure was really uh, not really well done it was kind of half-assed <laughs> It feels like, but this one I've had people, uh, I actually had somebody AFK uh, from the minute they joined until the monster was about to be capped and I kicked them because I knew what they were doing. I was like, dude, you don't join a quest and then just hang out, wait for the end of quest rewards. So I kicked them and then no more than a minute later, somebody else was able to join and actually participate in the hunt. So seeing that network connectivity improved it was just it was a it was a dream come true. So yeah, I really enjoy what they did with the multiplayer and uh, how just seamless it is. So, what were your thoughts on the multiplayer in comparison to World? Well, I really like the join request option. So that um, allows you to basically just join someone's quest, just as you could in World, but it seems more uh, fine tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the multiplayer. Uh, I got nothing wrong with it. I think they did a good job. Um, I am going to miss like the 16 player lobbies 
you know, where we're all oh, in the lobbies yeah. for Cold Teroth and Safajiva. Um, but I, I think the multiplayer is great. There's almost no lag at all. Um, there is some quests I've done with complete idiots, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's why I joined so many hunts because I know I'm not going to faint. Um, not saying that cocky. I just, I've been playing these games and every monster has a pattern, which granted they added some new moves to those, uh, you know, traditional monsters, but still they have a pattern that's easy to learn. Hmm. Um, if you've been playing the games for a while and I always felt, I always, um, it's kind of like a role-playing thing too, though. I, I always feel like a badass that I'm joining these people's hunts. I'm coming in and I'm slapping this monster around like it's nothing and helping them out. Um, I mean, that's why you have the join request feature on is like, you're just there to you know help other people out. Um, people are clearly accepting help if they turn it on. So I kind of look at it like that and uh, it makes me really happy to be able to help people. Um, I I find a lot of gratification to it because it's just that, uh, you know, monster Hunter can be unforgiving sometimes for new players. And I just think, uh, I don't, know, I just think it's really cool and really fun to help others out. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm overpowered in some fights and it's cool to show it off a bit because you work hard for it. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that aspect's pretty cool. I would say that, there's nothing really different that I would change, you know, besides obviously the lobby size, but excuse me, the way uh, the switch is with it's online, there's no party chat, there's no voice chat. So who fucking cares? Because it wouldn't make a difference anyway. So that's my <laughs> perspective on it. Um, what about Nintendo switch online app on your phone? Yeah. Those fucking tools. And uh... <laughs> yeah. So completing the hub quests unlocks the true end game, which is which starts with the wind serpent elder dragon Ibushi, who can actually <laughs> talk or control the mind of one of the twin sisters, and she basically talks for the monster, and that's never been seen before, I believe, in Monster Hunter. Actually, yeah, it hasn't because there's hasn't been voice acting besides World and Now, and they didn't do it in World. So I thought that was super fucking dope. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I, the smallest yeah. detail that I love in storytelling. Oh, absolutely! Because you're actually we're we're seeing what a uh, a monster we're seeing a monster for the first time actually have like a voice, so to coherent speak. thought, and like the ability to know like, hey, I can communicate, and I'm going to do it using this person as a puppet. As a really cool uh, storytelling piece for sure. And it's and it's you know they're improving the monsters that they create in these ways. And so we're making them actually more sentient than they are, even as elder dragons. Correct. And I just thought, I thought they did a really good job with that. Um, so you basically fight that uh, Windabushi, and then you get to HR seven and a half, essentially. And then you fight the last one, which is Gold, the Queen Elder Dragon of Ibushi. Um, I don't remember her name. So I believe good. it's Narwa, no? Oh, yeah, Narwa. Thank you. Thunder Dragon Narwa. Yeah, I always want to say Narwhal because that's like part of your gamer tag. So. Yeah, that's it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, hey, that's like, eh. Oh, my God. That's almost me. So what did you think of the Wind Serpent Ibushi? 
Uh, in terms of the fight, in terms of the actual fight, it was terrifying. I've only fought it once, obviously, and I had a really good team. My request on the rampage. I'm not. I'm not. We'll get to the rampage in a little bit. I'm not the biggest fan of it. However, I had a really good team helping me out. I think. I think we, we talked about this earlier. It's <laughs> when you're trying to when you're trying to do it by yourself, or you don't have a, a team who really knows what they're doing. It's it's really difficult, but. But that's for uh, a topic later on. However, the actual fight with uh, Wind Serpent Ibushi was uh, pretty freaking rad, man. I mean, the moves it was pulling off, like you'd think being in an installation like a um, like a, like a bow turret or anything like that renders you pretty safe. But uh, no, that wasn't the case. And the the amount of moves and um, battlefield alteration, like it was doing it was just really cool and honestly seeing the rocks float around it yeah i couldn't really i honestly it was moving so much and there was so much going on i didn't really get a chance to check its movements or learn its tells or anything i was just like shit hit it as much as i can and try and kill it kill it (laughs) yeah kill it with anything dude it was it was a it was a rad fight but it was one of those it was one of the most chaotic fights i'd had in the game so far like it beat magnum all though it was yeah it was it was a thrill ride for sure, but I, I really enjoyed the fight. It was a uh, balanced enough, you know, it felt powerful, but not too overpowered. It was, it was well balanced, I believe. But still crazy. Yeah. It was a very fun fight. The first time I fought it, I honestly couldn't tell if we were going to win or not because it was just so chaotic and just, there's just so much going on. I was like, are we winning? I mean, we, we were fucking it up, dude, but I still couldn't tell if we were going to lose or not. Um, yeah. At that time, I don't remember if there was a way to like really check, you know, on the rampage. Like, I don't know if there's a UI thing on your screen that says like, oh, yeah, you're going to lose, stupid. Um, Very cool fight. Very satisfying to take it down. And honestly, it's pretty much the same thing with the Narwhal. I mean, it's almost the exact same thing. It's a not that different of a fight, in my opinion. Um, Still just as fun and cool and different. To, to see this elder dragon, basically both of them just levitating is insane. Like it's so fluid and just really well done and designed. Um, I loved it. I love both of them. I cannot wait to see the true in-game update, which is supposed to come out this month in May. Um, looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so that, that that is literally the quote unquote campaign for Monster Hunter Rise. Um how do you feel about that? Everything considered. So Village Quest considered, Magnamalo fight, the rampage itself, like the storyline behind it, and then the two other dragons. How do you feel right now? So I going feel... going from Monster yeah. Hunter 3 with uh Cadis, you know, Cadis. Oh my god. And then Monster Hunter 4 <laughs> with Gormagala. I love my boy Gore. It was very, I feel like it was reminiscent of Gormagala and the fact like the frenzy, the frenzy that Gormagala created and the uh, rampage or anger that um, Magnamalo brought upon the village. It was very, very reminiscent of that, but still like it it didn't leave me thinking like, oh, they're just redoing Gormagala in a way. Did you you feel like it was kind of like too reminiscent as if they were recycling, would you say? I just kind of wish, and I guess this is why they're making Monster Hunter stories, because it's a full-on freaking story, like a full-fledged written story. 
But I kind of wish the mainline Monster Hunter games had a full like story and a path. Mm-hmm. Maybe like quote unquote campaign missions. Like I could just see them pulling it off. Like I don't see it being something that this crew would have a hard time doing, right? Like I, say so. <laughs> I don't know how we're doing a Monster Hunter episode and I'm about to reference it besides a, a layered armor reference. But like I think Monster Hunter could totally pull off like a Halo thing, like a Doom, like a like a legit story-driven campaign with levels they don't have to be quote-unquote hunts you can do hunts within the missions but i think they could pull it off like i don't think it'd be something so hard if they added a full-on storyline to it like what if it was like not like the movie where they're killing humans (laughs) where they ruin the franchise in the movie but i didn't even watch it i oh i watched it i fucking watched it Oh, anyways we'll, we'll have to maybe do a movie review that'd well, be, yeah that would be, that'd be really funny uh just get, rip it apart i would just dis- i would destroy it yeah i'm i'm not watching it for the director's sanity and the fact that i love me a Jovovich, bitch but i might not after that yeah um i just think it'd be cool if they did something where like the monsters were it's like a little bit darker story not ripping people in half but like I don't know. I just kind of want a little bit more from it, I guess. And maybe that's what Monster Hunter Stories is. Again, maybe that's what that's for. Maybe I'm that kind of player. Maybe get that more more sense of doom. We already feel like the vill- like princess in Monster Hunter Rise, the village is in danger um, from this terrible event that's happened before in the past. So you have that sense of doom, but it's being a gigantic sword wielding badass where it's even canon that you are a essentially a superhuman. Like not everyone can be a hunter. Yeah, you know it takes a, a certain type of person in the universe that Monster Hunter takes place in to be able to fight these monsters. And um, you know, it, I, I agree if it was like a little bit of a darker storyline or more like I wish there was stakes and uh, you know more like you could tell me all you want that the village is like at risk, but like what if like the wind serpent Ubushi literally killed one of the twins. Exactly. And in fact, like the, the kind of brain blast moment that I had right now is like, what if it was more like akin to, I just, I just played. In fact, I forgot to mention it in the intro because it's been a couple of weeks, but I played through the entire reach campaign again. And I got to see George die. I got to see cat die. I got to see Emil die in the most badass way that he did. And that lent a lot of heavy feeling and gravity to the situation at hand. So Granted, yeah, it's a T-rated game, and you know they may not want to take it that route. Seeing the fact that these instances have consequences in relation to a character in the story, and and, and I've noticed this throughout a lot of Monster Hunters is it's um, everyone's invincible. You know, there is no death. There's only fainting. When you get devoured by a Devilajo and then spat out and then spit dragon dust on you just pass out real quick yeah so i feel like in in the world of monster hunter it's very difficult to pull off death true um well i guess that's it for that i mean that's where i'll leave that is that i'm very happy with what we got i just wish that the games were more story driven because they're really not you're just there to hunt monsters you kind of create the story on your own hunting the monsters um, it's basically role playing to its fullest extent, though. You're hunting these monsters, creating the armors and weapons you want, and going from there. So exactly. we're gonna move on to the next biggest addition to questing, and that is Rampage. So Rampage is, in in my opinion, every sense of the word, 
uh, tower defense in Monster Hunter. Yep. Where you can also still fight the monsters like you normally would, but you can also create defenses to fight them. And when when the trailer first launched for it, you know, the announcement trailer first showed it. I won't lie, I was pretty happy to see that there's another freaking game mode, essentially, in Monster Hunter Rise. And while I still have a lot to learn in terms of defenses, I'm more of an offensive player. I will kind of just let other people make the defenses and I just could do like a full out attack on the monsters. Um, I think this game mode is like beyond refreshing for the franchise. I I just love it so much. I think they've done a, a stellar job. Um, I really got to hand it to them. I didn't expect this ever. Um, once again, with Halo, like I'm a huge firefight guy. Mm-hmm. So being able to cooperatively do these kind of quote unquote missions um, are super just incredible. And then you can call on, you can call in some of the villagers, like the elder, the twins, Yomogi, master Itsushi, and then the handler boy who I'm forgetting the name of. It's like Iori or Lori. Um, I just thought, they did a really good job with this. The monsters are cool. With the latest title update, they added Apex, Rathalos, and Diablos. These are Apex monsters, which do more damage. They have different attacks. They're constantly enraged. You cannot uh, Wyvern ride them, so there's no mounting. Um, I, I freaking love it, dude. The rewards are great. It's extremely satisfying. I want to go play it right now, now that I'm talking about it. But Brandon... <laughs> What was your initial thoughts of Rampage when they announced it? So when they announced it, I had the same kind of initial thoughts as you did. It's, it's you know, playing Gears of War with you and all our friends and, and playing that as our first instance of what came to the gaming world of, as a horde mode. And we finally got that in Monster Hunter. And like you said, it's very uh, relatable in terms of like Halo with Reach and Firefight. So naturally, when I first saw it and thought, oh, it's Horde and Firefight in Monster Hunter, which is another one of our favorite games, I was initially really stoked for it. Um, I think, and I think my negative feelings for it just came from the uh, having some negative experience in terms of sol- trying to solo it. I wasn't really familiar with the uh, join request at the time, and I tried mm-hmm. to solo the, I think I think it was like introduction to, to the high rank. So naturally I got, I got stomped. And I think ever since then I was like, that's kind of impossible to do on your own. Felt a little unfair if you're trying to do it by yourself. However, with a, with a full team, like it's a really enjoyable experience. And you mentioned the rewards and I believe we spoke about this earlier uh, about the uh, customization awards you get from it, such as the um, layered armor tickets and things like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, it is a refreshing instance in, in monster hunter games. Um, it's just having a team really makes or breaks it for me personally. So, yeah, I don't think this is a game mode that unless you're speed running or just have ultimate gear or, uh, really that good with defenses is meant to be played on your own. Like I think it's heavily relied on other, you know, cooperative gameplay. And I would say in this instance, because it's so, since it's like so non-essential to like completing the game, like I think you only have to do a couple of rampage quests in the village to finish the village quest, which is technically the single player aspect of the game. Um, I, I think it's great that they made it. So it's like really heavily focused on cooperative gameplay. Um, But I guess the argument you can make there is that 
the village quests are super easy. So if you're a veteran, but you have nobody to play with, then it kind of sucks. Yeah, that like all the high rank stuff. I would say they really leaned in on adding the rampage quest, like playing with other people. So if you don't have other people to play with, you don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, I could see where that's an issue. Um, I still have a lot to learn when it comes to uh, defenses, but yeah, man, I love it. The game was great. I honestly hope they never get rid of it. Like, I hope they are not like Pokemon. I hope that they add this and go, okay, how can we make this better? And then bring it back. I'm really curious to see what they do with it, with these uh, title updates for the rest of the game. Uh, can you hear my controller? You're muted. Oh, my God. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. Uh, I could hear it minimally. It's not, not, not that. Not okay, that sorry. I'm trying to finish the quest. Oh, uh, you're fine. Oh, I didn't um, know we were requesting. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to make a layered armor while we were playing uh, or doing the review. Oh, so yeah. I'm basically, I don't even have to try. It's just a Somacanth, the mermaid, uh, Wyvern. Um, yeah, I just think Rampage quests are great. I think it's an incredible addition to the franchise. Like I said, I'm curious to see what they do with it in future updates. But before we move on, is there anything else you want to say about Rampage Quest? I mean, if anything, we had a little precursor of that in uh, Monster Hunter World with uh, the, oh God, what is it? That never-ending hunt mode. It was the Wildlands. I forget. Would you call that a precursor to that? Well, not necessarily a precursor, but it was akin to a horde mode. Essentially, you had a never-ending hunt. Oh. You had to customize and things like that. It, granted, it's not really a precursor or exactly the same thing, but it was a new mode that we got in a Monster Hunter game that really changed up that formula and how we would grind for endgame materials. Dude, I hope we get that back. Though, oh my god, the Guiding Lands is what it's Guiding called. Lands. That's what it's called. Thank you so much. Um, I just thought about it right now as I'm playing the game. Yeah. So, so granted, like we got essentially, I don't want to say Guiding Lands, but we got a extra mode plus tower defense which being a pretty like almost like popular game mode itself like it's it's fun Didn't to see, you like, say the, it's more of a dead game mode like when is anyone like oh yeah i love playing tower defense when is uh, tower defense been popular on even mobile like i uh, mean actually it's getting pretty big on mobile I, um I, I was i was really into arknights which is like anime tower defense oh yeah with your waifus and shit Chen, Chen is Bay. I don't know if anybody's gonna get that cut, but oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna find out, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just cool to see them kind of branch out into a more lesser-known game mode, and then make it just well, yeah, because I, I think it's pretty out. risky of them, right? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I think it's a very risky thing that they did. Um, and it's kind of cool to see the level of confidence they have in themselves because it came out like. <laughs> Like, I really don't know what else you would change. I mean, I maybe like the aggression of monsters. Like, I don't know. Like, I think they did just did a stellar job of it. So um, anything else on Rampage before we go? Uh, I think I'm good. I think uh, we like, covered it. We're going to move on to one of my favorite parts of this game, and that is the wire bug. Oh so the wire God. bug is introduced <laughs> in this game. It is the definite successor to the Clutch Claw and i think it's just called the clutch claw right no or uh the, the claw shot we, we were monster no. hunter fans man we should know this 
Well, it's because they called it Clutch Claw. It's called the fucking thingy. Um, um, sling, sling bug. Um, slinger. It's just called the slinger. It's just called the slinger. Now we're slinging. Yeah, now we're slinging. I don't know, everybody. Go fucking look it up. Um, <laughs> what, what, Your what number are one we, source for information? Yeah, what are we doing here? Um, anyways, yeah, the Clutch Claw was added with Iceborne. It allowed you to do more, but the slinger, the slingshot, the slinger, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that was a cool addition in world, but they kind of just didn't do it right. In my opinion, um, they made it very limited. Well, it's not limited necessarily. It's just like kind of annoying because you'd basically have to use a slinger to, um, like a soft or weaken the monsters, you know, hide just to do critical Mm -hmm. hits and like, it's kind of stupid because you can literally see people like attach themselves to the monster just to do that constantly <laughs> in a fight. Um, yeah. I was one of them as a sword and shield guy, you know, for Safi Jiva, you're always trying to keep them softened up to do the most damage possible. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I, it was like, I didn't, it didn't ruin the game obviously. Cause I have almost 800 hours on the game, but um, looking back at it now with a wire bug though, it's fucking terrible. So yeah. Brandon, what are your thoughts on the wire bug? What were your initial thoughts from the trailers? Like, they show off the wire bug, and you're like, "What the fuck?" What did you think? Uh, my my sort of what the fuck was more like a what the fuck. I thought it was super fucking rad, dude. Um, I Spider Man's like my favorite superhero, I would say. So the fact that you're you know swinging around like Spidey, um, and using the and using those applications during hunts or even exploring the the world, which it helps with the verticality that they added to these locales. Um, I was really, I was really stoked about it, man. I, um, I was hyped for it. And it was an improved slinger. I was about it for sure. Yeah. That was basically my initial thoughts, you know, from the, the reveal trailer, I was like, okay, Spider-Man. And then I saw them like riding up or not riding up, but running up to areas that you would normally not go to. And I was like, okay, yeah. Sign me up. And then, honestly we're right like it's just it's just that good i think they did a fantastic job with it i really i'm really pleased with it because the game doesn't feel that much easier like the way the slingshot you know the slinger shot did you know like that added like you could literally just shoot slinger bombs at the monsters or the slinger pierce armor or you know shots it's just uh, flash bombs. Like you, you were, we were literally able to cheese Monster Hunter World fights quite a bit. So much that they had to fucking nerf the flash bombs because all we would insane. do when yeah. all we would do when Teostra tried to fly away is just flash bomb it back to the ground and slap its fucking face around. Yeah, yeah. They um, definitely uh, they they made flash very balanced in the beginning of this game for sure. But yeah, yeah. I think it's extremely balanced. I'm very happy with it. Um, it's just the wire bug so cool. So through you know, playing through the demo, I didn't figure it out. And I'd probably say like half of my village quests, I still haven't had it like completely figured out. But now I've got it figured out. And I gotta say, the wire bug cannot leave this game or this franchise. Like it's gotta be in every game, or they improve really something else. Round. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's just like they they made the game like the verticality to the game now with the wire bug is insane. Like everything truly feels open world now more than ever. And that's just awesome. <laughs> you know, coming from the days of loading screens in between areas and monster hunter three, four generations, you know, there's mm-hmm. three full on games that we had to still, we had to still deal with that. And then to go to 
you know, world and now this with even more open world, I just think it's so dope. Um, just a fantastic job on their parts. And then uh, one of the things introduced with the wire bug though is wire bug mounting and one other thing, but we'll talk about the mounting. So they basically got rid of mounting because it was also another thing you could cheese in monster hunter world, like beyond belief is stupid. Right. Yeah. What do you think of their version of mounting now with the wire bugs? I think um, I think it's relatively balanced. I still don't know how to truly uh, trigger it. I know one instance is if a uh, you know two monsters are in an area and one attacks the other, usually that will trigger a stun on them and you can activate the uh, wire bug riding. But I think the wire bug riding is a uh, I think it's a lot of fun, man. You <laughs> you get to hop on a monster, and if it's just the monster in your party or yourself, you can just kind of do something similar in monster hunter world where you would do the flinch shot, shoot them into a wall. You can do something similar to that in terms of launching them, making them hit a wall, regain your footing, hit a wall, regain your footing, and then hit another wall again. That'll get you that stun and then knock down. Uh, but also the fact that you can literally beat the hell out of another monster with another monster is, uh, is rad. It's pretty rad. And the fact that you could ride yeah. a basil goose down and dive bomb, Another monster in the, in the field is just, it's, it's, it's over the top and I, I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it so much. I've got it figured out. So I'll give you a quick example to you, Brandon, and everyone mm-hmm. else listening uh, to fully utilize the mounting. If there's three monsters on a map, uh, let's say our goal monster is Rathalos. There's a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Anjanath and a Rajang, which is the gorilla monster for those who don't know. Um I can go to Anjanath or Rajang and I can use my wire bug attack with my weapon and maybe a couple attacks after that. And it will automatically put them in that mounting phase. So then you can take the monster and take it all the way to that Rathalos and start beating the shit out of it. It's a, it's a way to cheese the fight, but it's all about strategy because you're smiling. Cause you're like, Holy shit, you can do that. Yes, you can do that. No if you take both monsters that are on the hunt that have nothing to do with your quest and like that they're part of completing the hunt you can annihilate your key monster and it's pretty much essential for every fight. Wow. Now I know how to be a lot more effective in a fight. That's, it's that's insane. extremely effective. Um, I believe the numbers for it, according to somebody I played online with who was in the chat, pissed off that somebody wasted one of the mounts. It can do up to 8,000 damage extra just doing it with Damn. both monsters timed correctly. So, okay. Just to give you and the listeners some perspective uh, it's legit. And I'm right there with you. I mean, how many times have you wanted to like control a Rathian, a Rathalos, you know, my my bread and butter, my favorite monsters, um, to be able to control Rajang, Tigrex, freaking Basil Geese when he came out, you know, Toaster, <laughs> you know, yeah. Teostra, Kushala Deora, like Camellios, like, dude, you can literally get on every single monster in the game and beat the shit out of another monster. Like, what the fuck? Now I just want a Monster Hunter fighting game. Well, um, we're, we're kind of getting that with stories. It's 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 very similar to that. You it's have actually pretty much that with unfortunately it's not it's not a it's not a cooperative bond like it is in stories it's just i'm gonna use you for a minute and we're gonna we're gonna fuck this dude up (laughs) yeah i just i just i love it man i think they did a really good job again just and this is something you're gonna hear me say constantly because this development team does not fuck around man when they got something on their minds they're gonna do it and do it right um and I don't feel like it's overpowered because you can only do it once with every monster on the map. You cannot mm-hmm. do it more than once. Um, 
it's extremely action packed and theatrical. So it's, it never gets old seeing it. It's fucking awesome. Um, so I love it. It's a great way to drop materials too, for all the monsters on the map. If you're trying to collect those and get extra resources or, you know, building armors. Um, so yeah, the wire bug is fantastic. Um, I'm extremely impressed with the, to be, being able to tra- traverse the way we can to be able to mount monsters the way we can. And the last thing I want to talk about with wire bugs before we move on to something else is the, the bind attacks. So for sword and shield, with the wire bug, you know, it takes up two spots. You can do a whirlwind where your wire bug basically takes your sword and does a whirlwind attack on a monster, which helps you hit every part of the monster. Brandon, what is the main wire bug attack that you use for your weapon? Well, we do initially without the helm, the helm splitter was not in this game for us long sword users out there. Uh, it is the first uh, silk bind move that you get. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, I'm trying to say it's executed a little differently than the home splitter, but it's still very similar. So we got that. I unfortunately didn't know how to use it really well. I ended up using, I believe it's silk binds or switch three or something like that. And what you do is, is you start a good distance away from the monster and you shoot your wire bug in a straight line. I want to say a couple, couple yards away and you, basically whirlwind slash it hits the monster twice with your sword and then you go into a sheath or the uh, the active sheath where you can round up for a counter uh, counter attack yeah um but then once those two um hits connect they will trigger similar to a helm splitter a cascade of damage numbers and if you hit it on a uh, a sensitive area it will either flash yellow for a critical hit or white for just a standard hit so, but I, I, I like that one a lot because I like being on the horizontal front of things. I usually hit my silk move and um, it's pretty fun doing that side slash like you're in an anime. And then next thing you know, all those damage numbers hit and then the monster just falls down. It's uh, it's pretty rad to see. So yeah, that's, that's the one I'm using for now, but I want to go back to the uh, helm splitter uh, like silk, silk move soon. But yeah, that's what I, that's my main. <laughs> Yeah, man, there's a lot to play with there. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're. Pre- I mean, I think everyone's in the same boat. Once again, it doesn't feel like you're overpowered. It gives you that combo move set. It allows you to feel like you're actually making an impact on your hunts. Um, gives you variety, which I still think this uh, franchise desperately needs a little bit more. Just like take what we have now and maybe add one skill each for each slot. Um, that's going to be the next thing we talk about. So we'll get into that now. If you have anything else to say about wirebugs. Uh, please keep them in Monster Hunter. <laughs> yes, please keep them in Monster Hunter. We all love them. So the next thing we're going to talk about that they introduced, which is similar to Monster Hunter Generations, if you played it, um, is switch skills. So there's three switch skills for every weapon, I believe. I'm pretty sure there would, because if there is for Sword and Shield, why wouldn't you do it for all the other classes? Um, you can change two combos, and then you can change your your third slot, which is your wire bug attack. Um, Brandon, how do you feel about these type of changes that they made to your switch skills and the combo variety now that you kind of can implement into your hunts. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Ryan, I'm not familiar with that, uh, that function. Have you not done your switch skills this entire time? 
For, well, no, for, it's fine if you haven't. <laughs> so now it's my job as the person hosting the show. For those playing the home game, can you please explain what those do? Yeah. So switch skills will change your moveset. So for instance, I can do a shield bash or I can switch it to the drill slash. So I was able to do a thrust combo with my sword and shield. And basically you would thrust towards a monster. But now I have something called drill slash combo on, which takes your sword and literally slashes it like a drill through the monster. And so if you have an elemental weapon, it does more elemental damage. And then I also have sliding slash for any of you who've played Mortal Kombat against me. It's kind of funny because it reminds me of this. But basically, when I press X and A, my combo has me slide towards the monster and then slash him with an upward slash. Uh, and the reason why I say Mortal Kombat is because I always did Scorpion sliding move like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, your egg roll like in Yoshi? Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So basically, those are the switch skills, Brandon. Okay. And and as, as you brought it up, I did go to my item box because we do have these games r- right in front of us as we're reviewing it. And I, I do see it's in the same menu you would pick uh, your, um, for instance, your silk bind moves. So I have my I have my standard uh, step slash, which is just if you're familiar with longsword, it's it's your it's not it's not that much different from previous uh, Monster Hunter games. It's your bread and butter. It's your standard right. move combo. But I am seeing a drawn double slash, which um, you know as I'm moving, uh, I can progress forward towards the monster, and I can actually absorb a hit. And it will actually do more damage in my combos. So now that I see that, I might switch it up and you know change things up moving forward. You're like, oh my god! But it does mention that yeah, you can't use your usual combo moves, so that will take some getting used to, which is why we have a training area. So, so yeah, now I got I got something new to try out. Wow, the stuff you can learn. This is why a podcast exists. The The more more you know. Uh, so yeah, the switch skills are amazing. I hope they continue this tradition of adding ways to change up your combos. And I'm really excited. Uh, that's just another new feature for the game. And I think they did a fantastic job once again. So I want to move on to more of your traditional Monster Hunter conversations. And we're going to go ahead and start with the monsters first, because I said it backwards earlier. But I want to start with the monsters. Um this review is basically including title update one. We've already referenced title update one quite a bit with Basilgees and Rampage Quest and Apex Rathalos and such. Um, but I'm going to kind of review the game based off this title update because it was announced pre-launch. It also fixed, in my opinion, all the issues I had with the game. So, <laughs> um, and I what think issues it, would those be uh, just the lack of Elder Dragons, the lack of in-game mm-hmm. fights. Um, I still think we need a lot more, but I'm extremely satisfied with this update. They also added more decorations, which gives you more skills to customize your armor slots and layered armor. But we will get into that at the end of this review. What do you feel? How did you feel about the monsters in your, you know, in the entire game, like going through the game? Who they selected? Who they selected? um, I, of course, am am very sad they didn't include my boy Glavinus. Or Brachydos. Or Brachydos. Yep. Yep. Homeboys, right there. I mean, you had your classics. You had your Diablos. You had the Wraths. Um, you know, I, I was, I understood going into it that they weren't going to have the complete roster like World because the last time we experienced World, we had t- a ton of monsters. It was insane. So, but seeing that history of Capcom 
releasing monsters. I knew that it wasn't going to be like this forever, but yeah. you always got to think about in the event if title updates weren't a thing. And I feel like the the roster was a little lacking. Uh, but I mean, the fact that we got before the game came out a preview that we're going to be getting more it 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 definitely calmed my uh my nervous feelings about the lack of monsters yeah yeah man i think uh i think they did a good job it is it is tough when you come from iceborne which has like 40 plus monsters in it or something like that like just a crazy fucking number which has almost every fan favorite i think like the main one that's missing is Legiacris. Like I think other than that, like they pretty much added the main base monsters. Like I, I don't think they missed anything besides Legiacris. Um, Legiacris. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy with their selection. Um, um, yeah, I'm just going to say it. I'm happy with their selection. However, I'm in the same boat with you, right? So we live in a world where we can have post-launch content on a regular basis and I'm really glad that they fine-tuned the game we got and then focused on immediately having a Title One update to add the rest of the monsters. I got to give them credit for it. They delivered on what their promises were. They didn't delay it. You know, with COVID going on, um, it's just, it ruined a lot of development for several teams out there and they didn't let it get the best of them. They still released that Title One update with the launch of the game pretty quickly. So yeah, it's um, very impressive to see what they did with, uh, you know, COVID and everything going on. Um, yeah, I agree. So... How do you feel about the new monsters we got? So I'll go ahead and name them for you. I can actually, I I got a list. I got, I pulled up a list. I came prepared. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to start off with the first new monster. Just, well, just as a whole, because we're going to be here all day. If we go through every monster, Um, what was your thoughts on, you know, after you completed the game of all the new monsters, like how, how do you feel about it? You know, compared to like world's new monsters, which are actually mainly in this game. Yeah, we have a lot of their monsters like uh, Kula Yaku, Puki Puki, Anjanath, Toby Kadachi. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the new monsters. They definitely fit the flavor of the of the locale. Yeah. You know, Aknasom is, I think Aknasom and, oh God, who is it? Great Azuchi. I, Great Azuchi for being like your basic Velociraptor enemy is probably like, it's my favorite. I, I I have a soft spot for it because it's it's just it's really it's kind of adorable looking and it's got a, a, a long sword on its tail. Like it's pretty it's pretty dope. And actually another one that I was really happy about after my first fight with was a uh, Rachna Kadaki. That was Dude. a really fun fight. I for a arachnid, like they fucking <laughs> did a really good job. Yeah, and I was even like I maxed out my my daybreak blade, I was ready to kick its ass, and then I saw the quest name, it's like don't kill it with fire. I was like, nah, it's nothing to worry about. Oh, it's something to worry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it literally spews fire like it can do shit. I was like, oh, okay, time to bring out the Ludroth blade. <laughs> well, then, then you got Tetronodon, who's really, really fun to fight. I absolutely love this monster. Acnosome, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crane bird. Um, so you got Bishiton. Magnamalos. Uh, <laughs> Bishiton, very great guy. Yeah. Uh, you got the new Elder Dragons. So what is your favorite new monster that we got? Of the ones we just basically listed or you know and in terms of like fight or are you thinking like aesthetics how, how would you how would you how are we rating this because i'm going to ask the same question just, to you as just well. general just i would just put it all in a general category in general so say, category okay what's your favorite aesthetically looking monster of the new one acne uh 
I gotta go to I gotta go Magnum Mallows for that. Yeah, no, that's 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 close. Magnum sure. Magnum Mallow for that. Uh, who's your favorite fight though? Rakhne Kadaki was it was a really fun fight for me personally. I just like I had a blast with it. So, um, I'm gonna tie it between Rakhne Kadaki and uh, Agnesum. Okay. Okay. Because I was really impressed with how that, like, that monster when they showed it in the trailers, it's like, oh, that's gonna be like a, in, you know, you know, a higher rank monster, and it's not. Like, it's a monster you're pretty much fighting like right away, and they're like throwing you straight at it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. um, so I thought that was impressive. Um, I like it a lot. It's a great monster, um, and I. Excluding Nergagante, I think that this lineup of monsters is way better than World. Yeah. Bold, I can see that. bold to say, but I just think they did a way better job. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're so freaking creative. And dude, now I just can't wait to see these fucking monsters in like 4K, you know, like 60 frames, like on the next game that they release. Like, oh my God, because there's no way they're going to do a double Nintendo release. That'd be stupid. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I so really those... do. I do like how they included some of the world originals yeah. in the game, and I'm hoping they'll do that as well. Like we'll see Akasam or Gosarog in the following, uh, you know, oh, Monster Rock. game. Oh. Yeah, I just saw him on the list too. He was, he's he's uh, I gotta take that back. He's my favorite fight, and the reason why he's my favorite fight, besides the fact that you and me both agreed the monster just looked creepy when the game launched. Yeah, he's literally a you know polar bear that forms an ice blade on its arm um he hides the murder weapon yeah literally <laughs> um but i fought him one one-on-one obviously in the village and then high rank and i just it's just such a satisfying fight because it's like blade master versus blade master and mm. it is extremely satisfying and super fun and thrilling and i just think he's a very well done monster so yeah i gotta say my favorite fight uh sorry everyone i gotta change it it is uh god's I, I just i just think they did a really good job um what's your favorite armor set in the game and how do you feel about the list of armor sets we have my favorite armor set unfortunately i don't have enough of like a like my sets are very bare bones like i said i i just got very off strictly for its vanilla set i don't really have any gems i think you're i think you're overthinking my question i I mean i I just mean in general like actinosom's armor is my favorite armor i would say actinosom yeah, like I don't care about stats or anything. Like, who gives a fuck about stats? Yeah, I only meant it in the way of like I I don't really know what any of the armors look like because I haven't had a chance to. Um, oh, like you literally have like barely I looked really, at them. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm just trying to, like I said, like I was trying to get as far as I could for this review so we I could be you know well versed in the game. Right. Um. Obviously, stats are important, by the way, but not. I don't think in terms of this review, they are. Is that Ruby in the background? Yeah, Ruby's a. Uh, yeah, Ruby's getting upset. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I know where she yeah. at. She's next to you, isn't she? Yeah, she's a. Uh... No, she's by the door. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are armors. Yeah, I think uh, Acnosome really did good. Uh, Tetronodon looks cool. He kind of looks like a Master Chief Doom guy type armor. Yeah. Um, which is cool because he is actually like a gunner set for your bow guns and your bows. So you know, in the early okay. game, he is actually a good armor set to go with. So there you go um yeah i'm excited about that so what is um your favorite weapon 
Do you have that at least? I mean, that's that's essential to getting the hell out of here, you know, in completing the yeah. game. I'd say I don't really I really like uh, I don't have them yet, but I really like the Almadron's uh weapons, how they're very mysterious. Like on the on the long sword, you have what looks like almost a wheel as yeah. a hilt and everything, and like there's a floating piece to it. I like the aesthetic of Almadron's weapons. I just need to actually get them. Damn, he I, I, I haven't bought too. a lot. Yeah. Dude, the mud look guy, Chris. I mean, that is literally what he is to the fullest yeah. extent. Um, you can meet your mic real quick. Yeah. Um, so I'm he's gotta go take a break right now. But yeah, so uh I just think that they added a great variety of weapons to this game and I'm I'm very happy with it. I think the designs are really good with all the new monsters. I you know I don't think there's anything that's like oh that's pretty stupid. Um, everything's pretty satisfying so far. So I'm excited to see um, what happens with the future monsters they add that are potentially new. I'm sure they're going to add a bunch of new monsters in general. So I'll have to check that out. Um, what do we have left? I think what we have left is title update one. I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. That's the introduction of Camellios and Teostra. And Kushala Deora, which I guess, fun fact, they all those monsters got uh, re- re- introduced in the franchise in the same game. That they were the legendary Elder Dragon trio all in the same game together. So it's really cool to see them come back. Um, Camellios is dope. Holy shit, Camellios is so fucking cool. Oh my god. Like... <laughs> He's, he's a really cool Elder Dragon, man. I can't wait to fight him. <laughs> yeah. Like, to see him again is insane, and I love it. They did a fantastic job blending his ability to uh, turn invisible and still fight you. <laughs> like, you're going to need a lot of antidotes, herbal powders, which heal you and your teammates of poison, and antidotes, which just, you know, heal you very fast. And also our herbal medicine that heals you fast and gets rid of your poison. But yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you do that. If you're going to fight him, make sure you bring some dust of life and life powders. You are going to need to help your teammates because I guarantee you right now, the randoms you play with are going to probably be reckless. But yeah, so title update one also (laughs) added uh, Teostra and Kushala Deora, which I personally find way more fun to fight in this game. Uh, These monsters have been in the games quite a bit. Most notably, though, Monster Hunter World, where they were essential in fighting again in those games. And Kushala Deora is way more enjoyable to fight. He doesn't have that many wind tornadoes. His ultimate is scary. That's good. Um, he is terrifying, but extremely satisfying to fight. And same thing with Teostra. Um, the sad thing for Teostra is I fought him so much in World. This motherfucker didn't stand a chance. I don't even think he <laughs> hit me more than once, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. Um, Camellios was probably the most challenging hunt so far, and I'm very grateful for that because I've never fought it before. I've only seen it in past titles. Um, so that was very fun. Uh, Basil Geese is back, the B-52 bomber, the party crasher, as they call him <laughs> too in his little scene. Um, very cool. He's back. Love him so much. He's a very fantastic monster. They did a great job with him in the world. And then with the other part of the title update, we get Apex Rathalos and Diablos for Rampage Quest. But with this title update, they, you can fight the Apex monsters outside of Rampage Quest, which is a very highly requested uh, feature to have. And they added it within their first update. 
And I don't even think they had that plan. They did that based off feedback. So and, they, and this shows that they were listening and they implemented that. That's again shows how great Capcom is at doing the, what they do. Yeah. And I want to be there when you fight your first Apex Rathalos, by the way. I'm working towards it, man. I'll, I'll let you know. I'm not going to do it without you. I'm going to yeah, need you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we literally have to do that together because, dude, that guy is terrifying. Yeah, he might as well be an Elder Dragon, and he's so terrifying. Oh, they did. A, I haven't fought Diabolus yet, so I'm scared. Um, oh, oh, I'm yeah, these are the monsters they added in their first title update. They added so much content. Um, the next thing I want to talk about to pretty much wrap us up, actually, uh, is layered armor. Uh, layered armor is transmog for you. Hey. Anyone not familiar with layered armor? Uh, that is Brandon's dog, Ruby, who is sitting at the, I see her now. Her head is basically underneath the door. She ain't having this fucking podcast. She said, wrap it up, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, she's, she's playing the wrap it up box right now. She's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hurry up now. I'm having um, a great time. I just want to let you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, this has been so much freaking fun. God, I love talking about Monster Hunter. Um, so yeah, the layered armor is back. Uh, they introduced it in Iceborne. I believe it was in World, but it was only special sets, whereas Iceborne introduced it entirely. Um, yeah. They added it with updates as well. So uh, with this title update, every single monster in the game has its layered armor in, even the new ones. So yeah, they they put their work in. And you can also add a second color pigment, which you've never been able to do. It's always only been one color pigment. Now you can do two. Ooh. So the customization is even further now than ever. And that yeah. is Monster Hunter Rise, dude. That's it. That's we it. it. And we covered it, man. Um, uh, so, I'm loving my time with it, and I can't wait to spend more time with it. You know, yeah, like I said, I got a lot more to do. So Monster Hunter Rise 2.0 is what we just reviewed. Not the base game. We wait. You know, I I waited till the title update because I knew. They were going to add a lot of content with that. And sure enough, I was right. Um, based off everything we talked about today, man, one out of 10. How are you feeling about this game with the score and why? Well, like you said, we're reviewing 2.0. So that's after the title update and showing that good faith that there will be support for this game post-launch. Um, you know, I, I think we covered all the basics and or all the, all the not basics, but the points. And I'm going to say I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Personally, it's not perfect but it is very damn good for what it is a portable a portable bus runner experience i love our guests in the background <laughs> oh shit it's so uh, awesome dude ruby's upset that i didn't give it a higher grade but yeah. I mean, there are some things that i wish they improved on but um but you know for the most part it's i give it a nine out of ten i'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine out of ten as well uh i just think this game with everything it's added you know everything that they have in the game at launch, everything they've added within a within a month of updates. Um, I feel like there's way more than sixty dollars worth of content here. If you're a new person to this franchise, there's a ton to learn. If you're somebody who's already played the existing games, then there's still a lot for you here in terms of armor building, speed runs, time trials, rampages. Speed runs and time trials are basically the same thing. I just said the same thing twice. <laughs> uh, Brandon Brandon made a fucking face that was great. He kind of looked over and was like, "Uh, you just said the same thing twice." Um, yeah. So that's Monster Hunter Rise, everybody. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for doing this, man. This is fucking too much fun. Yeah, Ryan, thanks for having me, man. It's uh good to be back. And uh, yeah, can't wait to review something else next. Good to have you back. Good to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. You will definitely hear from Brandon soon as we go over our entire Monster Hunter history. 
that's going to be a whole episode. Uh, think about it like our Pokemon Generation episodes, but we're going to do the entire Pokemon, or I'm sorry, Monster Hunter franchise <laughs> thus far. It's so Pokemon it's, with more violence. <laughs> it's Pokemon with a ton of more violence, but that's going to be it for us at the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Brandon. I just said that. I just said that. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Who invited this man? Who? Oh. I give up. I am your host Ryan. Thank you for listening, Brandon. Thank you so much for being on today. And that is it from us, guys. So we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.